They are the game changers, leaders, celebrities, advocates, outliers, newsmakers, underdogs, survivors. What do you have in common with all of them? A lot. Find out only on Repin, where you'll meet notable people, people you think you know. You'll find out who they really are, what they show up for, and what they represent. Who's buried in Midian? Ain't nothing but dead folk. Somewhere. <laughs> hidden from sight. Closer than you might think. Is a place that's not on any map. Midian. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. Cha, 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 cha. If you know, you know. I'm obsessed. And if you don't know, you're like me. <laughs> so there you go. This is the podcast that wouldn't die. Each week we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and fi- sci-fi genre. <laughs> the horror and vice. What's, what the podcast did I fall into? That's exactly, it's a true crime podcast. Uh, horror and sci-fi classics. Uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> With a comedic twist. We hope. This week we're discussing the horror classic Nightbreed, directed by Clive Barker, starring Craig Sheffer and uh, David Cronenberg. Anybody else that you can think of in this one? Not a goddamn person. I've already Oh, the dude the from Hill Street Blues. What's his name? Yes! Renko from Rinko. Hill Rinko. Rinko? 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 I can't remember. Plinko. I used to... I used to love Hill Street Blues. We saw another movie with a uh, every now and then because I was so obsessed with Hill Street Blues back in the day because it was so good. Yep. Uh, every now and then we watch these old movies. I'm like, hey, that's that dude. That's that dude. Yep. Ranko was in Altered States last time we saw it. If you remember, he was so good in Hill Street Blues. He was amazing. See, these are shows that were on when I was very young. And therefore, yeah. I was not tuning into the evening dramas of St. Elsewhere, Hill Street Blues. I'm trying to think what else. What, what else were the, the, the popular? You know, I didn't have a TV in high school and for co- part of college. So there's huge gaps in that, that era of pop culture. Well, here's the thing. So now that I've brought it up, you know how Hill or uh, how uh, Saint El, uh, I'm like having a stroke. How Saint Elsewhere ends? Do you know the the ending of that? It's like an oh, isn't Shyamalan it like deal. a snow globe and a ball? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The entire series was the the rantings and ravings of with a snow globe of an autistic child, a nonverbal autistic child. The entire Dude. it went on for ten years. The entire series. Under- for 10 f-ing years. And on top of that, wasn't there a John Cusack movie where it's the same thing, but it's in the mind of a madman instead of the hotel? Oh, yes. That's, spoiler alert, that's Identity, is what you're talking with Ray Liotta as well, if I remember. Oh, my God. Way. Where it was the greatest first half of the movie? And then when you realize the shit they're shoveling you, you say, no, thank you, sir. And then you spit it out. It was wow. like amazing. And then all of a sudden you realize what's happening. You're like, motherfucker. 
Well, it's it's always it's like Lost, it's like M Night Shyamalan, where it's like the build up. You're like, man, I can't imagine where this is going. How are they going to wrap it up? And then they wrap it up in the lousiest way possible. Like it's like Seinfeld, they wrap it up and flush it down the toilet. Right. You still the the greatest of all time was Newhart, where he just wakes up and it's he's with his wife from his previous TV show. It was all a dream. That was that was iconic that was dynamite that was well because he was he was the bob newhart show in the 70s and then in the 80s a different show just called newhart but you're right the the season or series finale revealed that whole show oh that was good it was was a dream it It was was all a dream dream, and he was still the character from the original show no nobody knows who the this is but bob yeah. newhart's one of those guys he's always bob newhart so it's yeah. almost like when he had the separate show you're like did he divorce suzanne plachette and this is his more bimbo-y wife because that's what it looked like oh she was not more bimbo-y she, she suzanne plachette had a razor edge that would cut you to pieces that is this true. one what had bouncy hair and was kind of a dumb-dumb well, what was it? He was a TV psychologist on the original show. He was, yes, he was a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I think he was a psychologist. Like and then on Newhart, why are we even talking about this? He ran an inn in Vermont. Because he was, uh, it was he retired and decided to run an inn because that became like a thing in the 80s. Like after you made your first bazillion on Wall Street, going to go to the, leave New York City for the quiet of, of Vermont. It's a fish out of water story. Like these New yes. Yorkers move in and there's all these oddball characters from the town. Oddball. Speaking of oddball characters, now that we're just going off on all sorts of tangents, I was telling you, for some reason, this weekend, I went on a deep dive on Netflix of airport Airport 1975 and Airport 77. Yeah, I was and, drunk as a lord when you were texting me and I didn't have my glasses on. Uh, I just saw, <laughs> I forgot the name that triggered. I'm like, what's happening? Okay, well, let me, I mean, to cut to the chase. The first movie is Dean Martin and Burt Lancaster. By the way, <laughs> Burt Lancaster's character's name is Bakersfeld. <laughs> I'm like, is that even a name? Sounds good. It's Bakersfield, of course. Of course it is. And they're dealing with shit. Their big problem is like the the runway's too icy to land. The plane's going to crash. By the second movie, there's like a midair collision and somehow the plane's still flying. Third one, the plane is sinking to the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. Okay, we're all over the map. In your mouth. The Bermuda Triangle? Yes. Were there anal probins later on? Who's to say that's the, that's the extended edition, the TV cut. Uh, but the names I told you in the second one, it's Charlton Heston. It's Karen Black. Love you've Karen got, Black. You've got, a whole, you've got Helen Reddy playing a nun who sings. There's only one river, like an original Helen Reddy tune, as you might imagine. Linda Blair is in it because she's got a, She's got to get to to L.A. for a kidney transplant. It's an emergency kidney transplant. All sorts of stuff. Norman Fell was there. Jerry Stiller. Oh, that's it. Norman Fell. Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Sid Caesar's in this one. Myrna Loy. They were Norma Desmond. uh, uh, Not Norma Desmond. Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson is in it playing herself. Playing herself. It is crazy. I'm going to have to watch this. It's not good, 
but it is what? just crazy enough to be enjoyable. So there you go. Okay, Good on time. the Poseidon Adventure scale, better or worse? Oh, these are far worse. Oh, far- dear. Poseidon Adventure got Towering to be Inferno. a morning after. Absolutely. Those were like huge like films, right? right. These are like declining. <laughs> they kept digging up old. The third one, it's like Jack Lemon, who's just like, hey, and uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart, who must have been 95 oh, years old. Lord. This one. Poor yes. Jimmy. Brenda Vaccaro is in this. Yes. It's an all the Playtex tampons ads as she talked like this. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, we're like nine minutes into the show. Give us your 30 second synopsis. Did we even say what the movie is? Yes, we did. Yes. 30 second synopsis of Nightbreed, for God's as, sakes. As I often say, if we spend if we front load it with too much nonsense, it means that uh, we're not looking forward to what's coming next. Wah wah. <laughs> Nightbreed, Lord. There's uh, a trailer park, not full of meth though, strangely enough. And uh, oh, I think I'm there's no out. trailer park in this. <laughs> I'm getting, movie. I'm, I'm getting it confused with another movie. The last Starfighter. They can't all be <laughs> trailer. Oh, park. you know what? I'm looking at blank check. I'm not. I don't even know what's oh, happening. Oh God, help us all! There's not a trailer park in blank check either. But that's neither here nor there. Perhaps I'm not as prepared as I thought I was. <laughs> all right, people are getting killed. A, a a young dude who looks like a fake Dylan Walsh or whatever from 90210 uh, is seeing a psychiatrist who later ends up being the Earthworm Man. Uh to stop these horrible dreams. And I don't know. There's a bunch of rejects from a star Wars film at the bar. There's, there's octopus people. There is porcupine ladies. It's literally Clive Barker was like cruising the alleys of Hollywood, collecting costumes and just threw a bunch of mishmash together and said, here are a bunch of people who may or not, may not be dead, uh, living underground in a cemetery, and we're gonna blame the maybe dead, maybe not dead, maybe they're dead, but you can still kill them right. uh, for a series of murders that are in fact done by the psychiatrist. Hijinks ensues. Uh, the good guys win. How's that? Question mark, question mark, dot, dot, dot. Let me start by saying Dylan Walsh is not from 90210. (laughs) By the way. What's he he from? Nip Tuck, I think is the show. Oh, God, you're right. Who was I thinking of? Congo. Congo. Oh, God. Dylan McKay played by... uh, Luke Perry. It was a fake Luke Perry. It was a fake Luke Perry. Not Dylan Walsh. He is the opposite of masculine. Uh, Dylan, if you're if you're listening, no offense. He's emasculated. Sweet. No Jesus. offense, Dylan Walsh. That's just the vibe you give. We should also mention we were on another podcast, the Horror Returns podcast, where we deep dived this movie and Graveyard Shift. But as I've often said, we leave no meat on the bone. If you make us watch a horror movie for your show, we're gonna bring it home. And, and then we're going to take any useful information that you give us and we will present it as our own. Ba-boom-ba. We, we try to have <laughs> new jokes, though. 
If that if that means anything. Did you say you. nude jokes? What nude. was that? Absolutely. <laughs> nude jokes. Sweet Jesus. No. Uh, okay, Aaron. And God forbid, <laughs> everyone always ends up loving these films. What's they happening? Do. What's they wrong do. with America? I know a lot of people who love this movie. When was the first time you saw it? Was it for the last podcast? When I did? was forced to watch it for the last one, and I really only thought it was one movie. And they're like, Aaron, did you already watch Nightbreed? And I was like, oh, were we supposed to watch that? And then my nose was rubbed into it. There is literally a back the night character. Like there's a half moon dude. I don't know. Is that scary? I don't think so. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I mean, is he bringing me ta tiny tacos? Because then I might welcome him. But there mostly no tiny tacos at McDonald's, by the way. Our heroes are, are quasi-rapey and beyond yes. creepy. There's like yeah. two normal undead people and then everybody else is clearly disgusting, uh, have, have some serious personality issues, and are rapey. We, we definitely need to talk about this more. Let me say that about this time, this early 80s, I don't believe I saw it in the theater but if I'm not mistaken, I definitely saw it like at friends' houses. Like you go spend the night, have a sleepover. We're watching whatever's on the movie channel or HBO or whatever. Does the movie channel still exist, by the way? TMC. I, I don't think so. The movie channel. The movie channel. In case you didn't the know movie. what it was. Home box office and the movie channel. I think the home HBO killed it. Maybe. Anyway, so I, I'd seen it multiple times. But what we discovered researching this is there's multiple versions of this movie there's the theatrical version that some of us saw oh it's just like was, blade runner huh yes it is that's exactly correct <laughs> well basically it was it was that thing where the studio got involved and did their cut and removed clive from the editing process and he was unsatisfied but much like the snyder cut of justice league eventually the lost footage came back into Clive's possession. He got a little extra scratch and he recut it uh, to make the director's cut. And I have to say, six and one half dozen of the other. It's not like yeah, one is markedly better than the other, in my opinion. I think the Aaron cut would have ended up with like a 20 minute short. <laughs> the Aaron cut would have been, you leave the video store empty handed. Am I no, right? you can you can get some Juju Bees or, or a pack of Slim Jims on the way out. Some Lucky Strikes, uh, but yeah, you're they don't sell all that in the video store. Some Lucky Strikes. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> some Cools. <laughs> I gotta get some Mountain Dew. I get a pack of Cools, and uh, I don't know some uh, some um, Red Vines. There you go. But, and now and that that's it at a party. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about this, I believe there was a time where you could go to a liquor store slash gas station and rent videos. Am I crazy? Am I hallucinating? I mean, this? even now, do they still have does Redbox still Redbox exist? still exists. Yeah, so that's a thing. So I guess it's it's all real. They're in front of liquor stores, gas stations, bombs, whatever. <laughs> Brothels. Whatever. Whorehouses, gambling dens, and dispensaries. That's great. Houses of horrors. Shall we jump right in to the highlights? Aaron, what you got? Oh, sweet. Well, I've already explained that there's a Jack in the Box character. How come Jack in the Box uh, didn't sue? That's all I want to know. McDonald's, not Jack in the Box. Oh, is it? Oh, my, it's I'm way off of my time. It's Mac Tonight. 
It's Mac tonight. It's sung to the, the tune of Mac the Knife, the famous old standard. Is that Gershwin? I guess you know, that makes no more sense considering Jack in the Box is a clown. He's a jack. He's a goddamn Jack in the Box. Well, this he's is a, a dude who has a moon, jack. a crescent moon for a head. And there is a, a nightbreed homie who also has a moon-shaped head, a crescent. Why? Angular. And yeah. the rest of his body's totally normal. He totally didn't normal. seem too rapey. Although, I, I don't know with his giant. How, how do you I eat? I mean, there's like this weird thing. Anyway, this is neither here nor there. My qu- I'm very confused about the mythology of the Nightbreed. Because you're right. He, our main character seems kind of incelish, where he's just kind of dissatisfied, like he's holding Caulfield or something, where he's like, oh man, life, life's got me down. Uh, and so he kind of seeks out the Nightbreed, right? Because like, <laughs> like Clive Barker. The whole bondage and S&M didn't work out. I need something more intense. What, you're out of puzzle boxes? Where's the lair of, of Mac? Mac tonight. <laughs> Mac tonight. So that's the thing. He was not already a nightbreed. He becomes a nightbreed when the homie Peliquin with the, with the dreadlocks, not dreadlocks, bites him. And then he's shot to death. And then he returns from the grave. Wait, wait. His name is Pelican? Pelican. No, Peliquin. Like that's Harley not Quinn. a thing. It's... It like Harley Quinn, but more like Pelican. I can only read the names on the call sheet. Okay, okay I, dude, Clive Barker was phoning this shit in. Phoning this, he was on an island in Fiji, tied up in restraints and on the dictaphone, <laughs> in in leather, a leather bikini, Absolutely. dictating to his half naked uh, secretary. Uh, the ramblings because this is this is full on. Let's just phone this shit in. I got some Halloween costumes in my garage. Let's get it going. Well, because th- I agree, they they suggest that the Nightbreed are a race of creatures, a race like the forgotten tribe of Blees Blahs. Right? There's the normies, and then there's a race of these freaks. It's a, a, a contagious race. So if someone like from Japan bit me, I would then become Japanese. Is that how it works? So they say on certain If websites. I ate one of those soccer players that crashed in the Andes, would he then become American? Or how much am I allowed to eat of them? If you ate somebody, <laughs> they'd become feces. I don't think but it would what become... if I just what if I just tasted them a little bit? Just nibble de dibble. Well, that's what Peliquin did. Oh God, we're all over the map. It's it's hard to know what's going on, truly. So the answer is we don't know how this all works out. Why are they the night? It's breed? a contagious now, race of people, right? Because I mean, but all... is it a race if you're just dead? Is it just a group of dead people who are not dead? Do you have to die to finish your metamorphosis into becoming a nightbreed? Did they all die for? Were they all normal ass people? who got bit by somebody like a werewolf and then they died and then they snapped out of it. But now they're weird freaks. I don't know and are werewolves a race of people? These are all important questions. We may Is they people? The I don't know the answer to this. It's upsetting. Truly. We don't know. What we if HR Puffin stuff bit me? 
Would you become now? HR was kind of a dinosaur dude. Am I correct? He had like a dinosaur tail. He was like a dinosaur dragony thing with little tiny feet and an enormous Sid and Barty Croft head. Yeah, too big. Some would argue. Too big. Some would. Some would, and they would be correct. Um, the theme of this movie. Some have argued that it's basically like, don't judge a book by its cover. The the freaks beneath the cemetery are actually peaceful and nice. And no, it's, they're it's not. Humans. They're rapey and disgusting. <laughs> I agree. But the, we're supposed to ignore that. We're supposed to ignore that because the humans are really the real monsters. The normal humans. I guess, you know, it, it is correct. So I guess you have to choose your violence. So the humans are trying to shoot and blow everybody up. Uh, the people down below, I assume, smell real bad or rapey. So pick your poison. What if I just well, drop a bomb on this whole town? It thinks it, like it just needs to be scrub free. Right. With well, some bleach, the... some simple green, some simple Drano. Green. Flush it all. Some simple green will definitely do the work. <laughs> um, well, okay. We're, again, we're Isn't there an Amway place. product that can handle this situation? <laughs> <laughs> to deal with with animals. Can, can we bring and... the Scientologists in to do some auditing? Please do. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so you have the weird, you have weird freaks, but then you have that dude who's just a bald guy with a with a little terrier dog in his arms and he has tattoos on his chest. Is he a member of the Nightbreed? Is he a mascot? What is his job? Is he a so you? You have like a Moses dude. Yes. You have a lady with aluminum foil in her hair, which I was going to put in my hair when we were on the other podcast, but She's I forgot. She's getting a perm. Getting a perm. Who has a baby who I couldn't tell had furry mutton chops or yes. just veiny. I couldn't tell. Or both. Everybody else is like some community theater put together costume it, where it was like, when you go to those weddings where the bride says to their bridesmaids, I don't care what you wear as long as it's pink. I think everybody must've been in charge of their own costumes. And there's two people who clearly were on a Star Trek episode and just had stolen their costumes and showed up. Everything else was paper mache and rubber cement. And they got it all at the Halloween or the party store. I think, I think that's ridiculous. That is that's absolutely <laughs> there. I that's, mean, that's my theory. And I'm putting it on the dark web. Some of the creatures that you meet along the way are hideous monsters. They are like one dude just looked like he was a garbage bag full of just viscera. Like here's this weird blob thing. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I recognized him. He was the creature from The Thing. He was absolutely the creature. <laughs> there, there was one dude that I described as being like a plucked chicken, but with the head on the stomach area for some reason. Is that Plop the guy with the tentacles, with the, with the grabbers? No, that was a different upsetting <laughs> character who has holes in his in his stomach. And weird, like eyeball tentacles come out, and he kind of like waves them at people. It's up. It's upsetting. This it is, is upsetting. this is why I'm so angry about this film, as we have seen all the Hellraisers, where they've created these unique and bizarre and creepy, and yeah, it didn't make any goddamn sense either. But 
they were com- it was like a like a story and it made yes. sense and it was unified and this is like a high school production trying to copy Clive Barker. <laughs> I here's my thing about this. Not my favorite, but this is a Hollywood production. This isn't some filmed on is my it? iPhone shit. I mean, is come it? on. Come on, Aaron. Clive, I know you're in the Dominican Republic with your oh, multitude of lovers. But in shackles. Here's here's a, a, a 50 grand. Can you whoop something up? up that can you whip something up for us? He'll definitely it whip doesn't something. have to be no, no, not whip it out. Whip it up. It doesn't have to be that good as long as we can put your name right on there. Interesting. Interesting. Doesn't theory. need to be as good as John Carpenter's space vampires. But so if you could aim a little lower. Let's go back and discuss this <laughs> this plot. So the dude's name, the main guy's name is Boone. He's unsatisfied, even though he's got, oh, I love the relationship with his crazy girlfriend, who every night she's out singing at the club. And when I heard the song, I just had to keep singing it because it was so ridiculous. Sing it. Give us a few bars. Johnny get angry. Johnny get mad. And then she goes, I need a brave man. I need a caveman. And there's a scene. Where it sounds like they need Polly Shore is what they need. <laughs> they did. Boone walks into the back of the club, going through some something. He's having a fever dream. He's spazzing out in some way, and here's the music. And then just shrugs his shoulders, and he's just like, "I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going to go find. I'm going to go find Midian where the monsters live, rather than spend one more second in this room." I'm that out. sounds about right. Run, run, you mother. It literally gives off direct-to-video vibes. <laughs> so, I, how can you deny that? I mean, honestly, I, Full I don't, Moon I, Entertainment gave us no. plenty of direct-to-video classics. No, no, that no, no, this no. doesn't even rank. This is not Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Subspecies. Okay? This is this is look. This granted, it was filmed in Canada. Not in Bulgaria, okay. So it's not. It lost some of its flavor. Toronto doesn't have the same sting as as uh, former third uh, third block countries. <laughs> I'm having the mini Soviet now. block, Eastern block, yes, whatever. So anyway, Boone goes to his therapist because of all the the bad feelings he's having, and somehow the therapist convinces him that he's a serial killer, and then it smash cuts to. This family, this Canadian family's watching TV or something, and a dude wearing a crazy like sock puppet mask with like button eyes. He's goes an in earthworm. There. Okay. <laughs> and with a stray razor and murders them. So and, and like again, that wearing... seems like it'd be difficult because first of all, the dude is a little stringy. Yeah. And a straight razor, you got a whole family. No one can pick up a lamp and throw that, pick up a side table. You just take turns laying there while he saws through your neck? I mean, well, what the that's, fuck? That's the other thing about this. He rolls in there wearing literally the three-piece suit and overcoat he wore to work and starts murdering people. You'd be sprayed with arterial blood in, in five freaking seconds. And this happens multiple times where he's like puts on a mask, murders somebody, pulls the mask off, and he's just standing there where the cops are walking by going, oh, I don't know what happened. Very strange. 
wearing the same suit. It's he is the original Teflon Don. Apparently, he hit what was that spray you used to get for your your furniture? So it all beads off. Maybe he got some of that. A Scotch guard. Scotch Scotch guard. Scotch guard. All that sounds clothes. slightly offensive. It's it's offensive to people of Scotland. No question. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa. Things just beat off of them. <laughs> the blood just splatters. Um, so he convinces him that he's this killer. Um, and then he gets into a car. The, the Boone gets get, gets hit by a car because he realized later, or the audience realizes, that the doctor's been prescribing hallucinogens to him to make him flip out. Right? So this was like a long So he con. knows that and continues his path. Because he does say, like, oh, I've been taking this as lithium, you know, for my bipolar. It's like, this is a, this is a serious... You're basically shoving shrooms in your mouth. You're taking hardcore LSD. You know, you're on PCP right now. Um, so you're on angel dust. So it's, it's hard to know. You never hear about angel dust anymore. Seems to be out of vogue. Thing. It's out of vogue. It's animal <laughs> tranquilizer. Don't you know any veterinarians you can ask about that? Hydrochloroquine. It's like whatever you need at this stage of the game. Good what happened to roofies? Are those gone too? They're still out there. Not as much fun as they used to be, I imagine. <laughs> well, maybe for the for the rapey people who live down below who are either dead or not dead or possibly semi-dead. What do they say? Why do they call it roofies? They should call them floories. <laughs> Good times. These are all these are jokes, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. I don't mm. juggle. Uh so, yes, he and I have to, this was a long con. Do you not have any other patients, psychiatrist? It was always this plan to, to pin your psychotic episodes on this homie. And then and was your plan we just to just not watch kill a movie else? about this? What? What was there, it? Wasn't there another movie we watched recently where it was this uh, something similar? Oh, no, I'm getting. Just shut your mouth because we watched this six weeks ago. I think I may be confusing it with, uh, was it Section 9? Section, Section nine. nine. Session nine. Session nine. Session nine. Right. Um, so he gets hit by a car because he's wandering the streets. Don't do that. And in the hospital, this is like Calgary, you know, Hope or whatever. And he meets a Not dude. Not St. Elsewhere. He was at St. Elsewhere. Absolutely. It was his bad, bad mind. <laughs> there was a kid with a snow globe in the corner. It's Canada. <laughs> he coincidentally Canada's a large country ladies and gentlemen I'm not a geographer but it's a large place so it's okay. a good thing he went to this hospital where there's a dude pounding on the window on the inside pounding on the outside window going uh I gotta get to Midian why can't I get to bro did you you know commit yourself can you just walk out the door and take a cab what's the issue why can't you get yourself to Midian can you get why a trip pick from AAA Something? Get a Thomas guide? Get the Thomas guide out and just put in Midian. Absolutely. So he's flipping out. Craig Sheffer Boone walks up to him because he hears the word Midian, which for some reason he knows about. Did they establish why no. Boone knows no. anything about this? Stop looking for rhyme or reason. How so he you? goes, he goes to the dude and is like, hey, I heard you say Midian. And he somehow convinces the dude that he's the the messenger. The harbinger from Midian come to take him there. He's like, well, hey, 
where is this place? Where because Midian is the is the home of the monsters, basically, right? That's the idea behind this. So that's where it all starts. He gets the directions from the homie, and that's when he gets to Midian, which is a freaking graveyard. It's a graveyard. And why why do we want to what is the sweet freedom that they're gonna find in Midian? Did was that ever explained? It's something it's this not the exquisite pain, is it? One can hope not. <laughs> it's kind of like in the Matrix, where Neo just senses something's not quite right before he ever, you know, discovers what the Matrix is. He something's just not right. And I think that's they're trying to say something like that. Now, is it an allegory for homosexuality? Perhaps. Right. I'm assuming anything by Clive Barker is an allegory of homosexuality, uh, bondage, dominance, uh, S&M, all of the I mean, above. Whatever floats your boat. OK, but I think that's it's basically like, I, I don't know that he's gay, but women are not allowed at this resort. There. <laughs> it's, it's Club Tropicana. That's how about wham. <laughs> Clip Tropicana <laughs> drinks off free. Um, so, that, exactly. so, the, so that's the thing. So he gets there and he's immediately attacked by Peliquin and Mac the Knife. And Peliquin's like, I'm going to eat this dude. I'm eating him. So these are, these are the good guys. Again, it's not, don't judge a book by its cover. The dude's like, I'm going to eat you. That's not something a good guy does, I would argue. Well, and that's what they told him. That's not what a good guy. So then they just don't eat at all. I'm Googling Peliquin. Do you, do you doubt my, the, the name of the character? That's the one I, name I, I remember because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it only comes up Peliquin Nightbreed. I was, I was wondering if it actually meant something. No, means nothing. What is the name of the female lead in this movie? That's the question we should be asking because that I don't remember. Oh, Peliquin is a name of people. It is actually a real surname, though. Isn't that weird? Like, Dave Most Peliquin? commonly occurring in Brazil. Peliquin. Peliquin. In Brazil, it would be pronounced Peliquin. I'm looking at French Google Canada. images, and none of them have tentacles on their heads. So maybe I, I haven't just dived deep enough. <laughs> Don't dive deep. Do not. <laughs> Whatever comes to Clive Barker, much like uh, the Necronomicon, do not dive deep. Leave that wrapped in, in uh, barbed wire in the basement with the cats. Don't but I ever... always read my books out loud. Should I not read the Necronomicon out loud? <laughs> when it's written in crayon, don't read. Don't read. <laughs> what else you got? Anything? Uh, I have something written down here. And uh, aluminum foil air remember the hair uh, hair yes, hair, hair. that's yes. it she has a strips of aluminum foil not even done tightly around her hair that's so that was not not as interesting as i thought it would be but what we didn't talk about please uh that's something good to lead in well, we didn't talk about, jeez. What, what a mess time. this is. No time for a hoochie coochie. Why did I write that? How about that? 
And well, at the end, it reminded me of the January 6th militia when they were all getting their American on, uh, fighting uh, against the semi-dead. See, they have gun issues in Canada as well. I want the world to know. Well, okay, number one, Narcisse was the homie he met in the hospital who cuts his face off. He's constantly being kind of inappropriate with Boone's girlfriend. Like, Boone has to go and uh, chase the killer, but he has to go back because Narcisse is like laying on top of, of his girlfriend. I only wanted to kiss her. What do you mean? Would you stop date raping my girlfriend? Well, and the weirdest part is before uh, Narcisse died, and why would he have such a French name when he was, anyway, 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 uh, he was clearly just jibber-jabbing and rambling when he was alive. And then he's like, oh, they need to see your face. So he tries to cut his face off, but all he does is do a circle. And then that wasn't even a thing. Right. His face stays on. But basically, all the rest of his head is skinned. Oh, and I guess there's I guess like a, a two-inch strip going around. He's kind of—I mean, he didn't die from his from his wounds, so, so I guess he is kind of a night breed, right? I guess he is a night breed. And then the minute he's in the underground bunker, he starts talking like like a, a British uh, a member of the, uh, of the House of Lords, and then yes. Still slips into I'm super slips into the rapey thing every now and then, like they're not I, sure which way to go with this. I think the actor was British, for sure. Was just doing his best with his with his quasi American Canadian accent. So when you so. would just be like, "Hey, Narcisse, uh, do you know where the microwave is? I have a craving for some microwave hot dogs, especially when the ends explode and get hard and cooked." And he'd be like, la, 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 la. And then two minutes later, you just try to pass him in the hallway and he's trying to stick his tongue down your throat or he's dancing with half a skeleton. I, I see where you, I eventually found out where you were going with that analogy. <laughs> I was like sitting there and I imagine our audience was as well going, what in the hell is she I assume about? all the night breeds microwave their hot dogs till the ends explode. I mean, is that a night breed thing? I mean, I've done that on occasion. Who's on occasion? Say? Well, and he he knew where Midian was. Narcisse did. Although how, why? No explanation. But once he was there, because he acted like I'm waiting for somebody to take me there, essentially. But he gets there on his own. But there's never a moment where they're like, "Who the hell are you? Why are well, you here?" Well, the best part is everyone in town knows where it is. So why doesn't he know where it is? It's on the map. Everyone knows it's a cemetery. So instead That's of getting true. yourself locked up in the madhouse and cutting your face off, why don't you take the number 10 bus out of town and swing on by? It's just outside of town near Sheerneck, Sheerneck, Canada, which is a real place, I think. I think. I don't know. Who's to say? Who knows what's going Not on? Not I said Gideon the fly. So he gets shot by the police because they think he's a serial killer, but he's already been bitten by Pelican. So now he comes back, he snaps out of it. Basically, he's like, oh, I'm fine. And But every now and again, he gets kind of a scary, monster, scarred monster face that pops out every, in, in moments of stress. But then he can kind of do a, a, an inhale 
And then his his face kind of snaps back to normal. I guess I missed that. Is that before or after the thumb knives in the mental ward? Or did they just hand those out when you check in? That that was Narcisse. He just had them. They were on like his his thumbs and he'd kind of do a little little, little carving, I guess. I don't know where one would get those. As one does at a, a state hospital. Well, you're just free to walk around. I think it's just... Isn't that the end of Cuckoo's Nest? It is. With Cheek, yeah. No, I, I, I don't think Narcisse was... A, I don't think that was a psycho ward. I think that was just a hospital because Boone was there after getting struck by a car because he's wandering into traffic. Then why was his, his roommate clearly psychotic and just loose as a goose in a, in a paper gown? No explanation. Was he in a paper? I don't think he was in a paper gown. He is in my story. The story's getting worse and worse. He Sweet is Jesus. in my story. They talk about how some of the night breed can be killed by sunlight. Some can be killed by fire. Some can be killed by bullets. But in the thrilling conclusion, it seems like pretty much everybody can be killed by bullets. Right? <laughs> They're dropping like freaking flies. So are they undead? Are they like the shitty X-Men or what is this? They're, They're not the X-Men. X-Men. It's more like like Q-Men or something. Question mark, man. What the hell are these Q-Anon things? QAnon is what it is. It's Q- if QAnon was at a superhero, this would be it. Well, then my correct. January 6th comment, it all comes full circle. So Ranko <laughs> is the sheriff of Sheerneck. And he's like, you know what? Let's round up a posse and go into Midian. For what reason? Why were they after? Why were they going there in the first place? Do you remember? I I don't think they know about the undead. That's what I'm confused. Uh, Do they know they're fighting the undead or quasi-dead or semi-dead or weirdos? Is it just really a homeless encampment? Because that's what it it looks like. It could be. Well, I think, okay, so they think Boone is a serial killer. And he, even though they shot him to death, hopped off the slab, fled back to Midian. And so are they, they just looking there, for him? And then are they surprised that, that, that uh, you know, the freaks are crawling out of, of the world's largest mausoleum? Oh, yes. Catacombs. Well, they go there, a small group of them go there to get Boone, and all they do is find the weird shirtless gentleman with the chihuahua and drag him into the sunlight where he promptly turns to dust and explodes. So he's a vampire? So they're like, oh, damn, I guess there are monsters here. Let's round up. Again, there is a police force here in town, but for some reason, I don't know if they hung up flyers, but every hillbilly... In the county, it was it was a hundred percent the stereotypical southern corrupt. Um, you've made me angry, so we're gonna lock you in the cell and beat the shit out of you. Yes, very, very, very now, isn't it? (laughs) But this is this is Canada. They don't do these things in Canada, or they just have better control over their people, so they don't. Is that what it is? It's entirely possible. Canada has got a shitload of serial killers, so somebody's doing something. That's true. That's true. We didn't talk about this. The main character's name Serial killers in Canada? Did you talk about that more? That's our next (laughs) podcast. Only serial killers in Canada is what we're going to call it. Uh, The main character's name is Aaron Boone. 
Ironically, that is also the name of the manager of the New York Yankees. Coincidence? I don't know. You have much knowledge. I don't don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Well, that that almost amazed me as much as when in uh, Commando and Road Warrior, the antagonist of those movies, his name, the, the actor's name, is Vernon Wells, who at the time was also an outfielder for the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So coincidence? Probably. Probably. (laughs) They're sitting back in Australia with Mel Gibson and his crazy father coming up with names for the road warrior. They're like, hey, my favorite outfall. (laughs) Outfield. That's correct. Just keep rolling. Keep rolling. (laughs) Just keep rolling. When they were passing out weapons to the cops and I guess to the hillbilly, here's like machine gun for you. Here's a shotgun for you. One point, the dude pulls out a Garrett wire and he's like, we can get, we can kill him with this too. Here's a Garrett wire. And he like licks the wire. (laughs) This is the cop. These are the cops that are doing this. It was just so bizarre. No one bats an eye. I bat an eye. Good grief. I think it's a garage, by the way. Like Leaf Garrett? Ah! That's correct. (sighs) Sweet Jesus. Oh, my God. There's just so much. The little undead child just keeps getting lost and getting saved, so they decided that the shitty girlfriend was A-OK. I'm like, listen, baby, I may love you. I'm not living in Rapeville. In, in the swampy <laughs> underground. F*** off. You're going, our lives, this is where our lives kind of divert. You know, if you love something, set it free. Set it free to the, to the fire? Is that what into you're the, Apparently, into the hellhole. I was not going to Harry carry myself. This isn't f***ing Twilight, man. So what, oh yes. Basically, a crazy sloth child crawls out into the sun for God knows what reason and is sitting there kind of quivering. But the girlfriend, I think her name was Annie, if I'm not remembering this correctly. This will come out tomorrow. Did she remind this them that? Come out. <laughs> and she sees the sizzling island of Dr. Moreau laying <laughs> on the ground in front of her. And she and there's Rachel, the the uh night the friendly night breed with the uh aluminum in her hair who could turn to like smoke every now and again. She's like, rescue my daughter. Please bring me, bring me my daughter. She's cooking. I don't know what accent I'm doing. So she grabs, she grabs the, the night little, breed accent, clearly. It was. Grabs the mutant child, gives it to the mom, and the child quickly like snaps out of it. And now she's just a, a normal little girl, I guess, without without the the mutton chops. That's a loose term for normal. Nor- loose yes. as a goose, you might say. Well, so, as I said, many people's appearance was quite offensive. These were there were a few that were just kind of I guess we're just kind of normal. We're just normal looking. I have a dog. You've got a crazy mutant child. We're okay, right? You're a, you you have a vagina. I'm a rapist. I understand. It all works. <laughs> Sweet Jesus! At the end of the movie, <laughs> I'm just cutting to the the chat. Somehow they bring a priest along with them. For some reason, who's, of course, appalled by the senseless slaughter because they're not arresting anybody. They're just mowing people down, throwing grenades, flamethrowers, napalm, bodies flying. It was John Carter all over again. It was absolutely John Carter. He's appalled and he goes down to the catacombs 
and somehow gets splashed with like holy lava on the face or something. Do you remember? It was like, I, I can't even describe it. And it changes his appearance. So he looks all, all crazy. He looks um, like cricket from it's always sunny in Philadelphia by the end. <laughs> that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> he, but now he, now he hates the night breed for turning him into a freak, even though I think he splashed himself with the lava. So I don't know how this works. No explanation. Yeah, he he was a wackadoo. It, it, it was it's a town of freaks, and and he was just the stupidest of the freaks. That's great. one of us. One of us. He was. Um, and then okay, we didn't even talk about David Cronenberg, the famous Canadian horror film director, plays the therapist slash serial killer who's constantly involved in this. He tried to frame Boone for his crimes. But then later he gets in kind of a sword fight with Boone. He's already Not that established... kind of sword fight. Ah! <laughs> Anything goes in Midian, evidently. We'd already established he stabbed Boone through the heart earlier in the movie to no effect. So I don't know what his plan was at this stage of the game. Suicide? I mean, what are we doing? Nobody knows. So that was David Cronenberg. I know you said that, but it never sunk in. I'm very surprised because I've seen him in a bunch of stuff now that you say that. Mm -hmm. He's 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 acted from time to time. He's, he's not like an actor. No. Per se. He he's not accepting any li lifetime achievement awards for his no, acting. He's not. No, he's not. <laughs> but he, I, but it, he was wearing some some groovy iconic 80s gear with some Absolutely. fine shoulder pads. Mm -hmm. Much younger than I thought, but that is funny. I hope uh he cast Clive Barker into something. Right. Turnabout's fair play after all. Right. Yeah. Well, I had seen, I recognized him cause I had seen him <laughs> in uh, Jason X, otherwise known as Jason goes to space. <laughs> so good time. If it's please filmed tell in Canada, me, please tell will be me they put a, a crazy cage and they just wanted to drop him into outer space. Please tell me that is the pre premise of the show. What is no. Jason doing in space? Okay, here's what happens. And was Michael Myers in the same box? Maybe. Who's to say? So Michael or uh, Jason, it takes place in like 20 years in the future. They've captured him. They're about to put him in a cryogenic freeze because that's the only, they don't know what else to do with him because he's, he's evaded all other types of, of putting him down for good. At the last minute, of course, he escapes, hacks up everybody. Uh, the girl, uh, like the warden or whatever she is, prison guard, she manages to shove him into the cryo right before his machete comes through the glass and stabs her. She's like, ah, so she's about to die. Then they both go into the deep freeze. Hundreds of years later, Earth is a dead planet. Uh, humans who now live on another planet, Earth 2 or whatever, come to Earth 1 as like a, a science field trip just to, to see what's up. And they discover these ruins and find Jason Voorhees, uh, you know, cryo box or whatever and bring it onto their ship thaw them out and then the shit goes down it's basically is what you're telling me except it's jason that's exactly correct guilty as charged any last thoughts before we move on with our lives i will never think about this movie again
And Clyde Barker's a dad, I think, so I, I can't complain to him directly. I mean, you you could. He's not dead. Is he dead? I don't know. I just made that up. I assumed. That sounds like you're making it up. No, he's still with us. I think he's not. What that is old. he? Like ninety five? He's absolutely not ninety five. <laughs> Shall we go behind the scenes? You go behind the scenes with Pella Quinn while I look up Clive Barker. Okay. Although promised a cleaned-up version of the extended VHS work print dubbed the Cabal Cut in July 2014, fans were delighted when Scream Factory announced that the original film was found, restored at 4K, and recut under Clive Barker's supervision, ending a 24-year-long plea for the director's cut to be released in 2014. So he is go. not dead. He is 70 years old, and he doesn't look at all like I thought. Although I think he, he like? I don't know, like bald. I thought he'd look like every guy I ever saw in Berlin, like skinny, <laughs> like, like Moby. I just assume he'd look like Moby, with maybe some leather. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh, and so where crazy. is Moby? No one has he, mentioned him in 10 years. I wasn't planning on mentioning him today, frankly. <laughs> you got to slip it in the conversation. Yes. The character played by David Cronenberg is named Philip K. Decker. A reference to sci-fi author Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Deckard was the last name of the protagonist in Dick's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Uh -huh. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Uh, let's see. David Cronenberg wrote the script for Naked Lunch 1991 in his spare time when he wasn't acting in this. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see. When the director's cut was released in 2014, Doug Bradley recorded his re-recorded his dialogue as Lylesburg, restoring his voice after being dubbed in the theatrical release. So they redubbed the original actor for some reason. Wait, no which actor? Why. Doug Bradley, who plays the Moses type guy, Lylesburg. What the hell? They had to redub him? That's insane. Yeah. With all the sense. freaky business going on, they're like, oh dude, we just can't with that voice. Well, the original theatrical cut, they redubbed him with an anonymous German actor to give him a crazy German accent. Das ist nicht gut. That's it. In the Bible, Midian was the land in which Moses lived for 40 years in self-imposed exile. Well, that makes it, sense since you have a character that looks exactly like Moses. Absolutely. It was in Midian that God appeared to Moses as the burning bush telling him to go back to Egypt to free the Israelites. So there you go. I was going to make some comment about somebody's bushes burning, but really there were no women in somebody's this movie. Somebody's bush was burning. There we go. Uh, let's see. Jesus. 20th Century Fox drastically cut this film at the last minute prior to its theatrical release, omitting Not enough! Not enough. Admitting most of the more graphic violence and completely deleting rock singer Susie Quattro's role from the final print. What? Susie Quattro was in this? Yep. Oh, this is like the Muppet Show. They're throwing everybody at this. And it, and it still sunk. Moreover, the movie was misleadingly advertised as just another standard slasher feature. Boom. I don't there know if that's misadvertising. Uh, let's see. Narcisse, People did die, and they were freaky. Narcisse is named after Clarvius Narcisse, the only documented Haitian zombie in history. Serpent in the Rainbow, baby. Good times. Uh, the role of Onaka 
which was the uh, <laughs> the dude with the dog. Let's just call him that. All right. Was first intended for singer Mark Almond. And he was contracted to play the part, but his management strongly advised against the role, given the nature of the film. Yeah, it's probably that, now that's some good advice. You know that is some Alman good is. advice. Uh, singer, singer of soft cell, tainted. Oh, love. he is tiny oh, like a pixie and sex dwarf. Don't forget that. <laughs> I would rather forget that. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. Where Mark Almond these days wasn't he supposed to appear in uh, the cruel world we were going to go to last year and then he dropped off the bill it's a sad situation who can say alright uh, let's see Annie you know Bobby. how the lead singer from R.E.M. would probably be a good substitute Michael Stipe Michael Stipe uh, Annie Bobby sang Johnny Get Angry Live on stage which I believe it. the audience's reaction uh Rutger Hauer and Christopher Lambert were both considered for the role of Boone before Craig Sheffer got the part. That's bullshit. That's always Every bullshit. time they say considered, it was a couple what? guys. Well, what about this guy? It, they considered it, but Rutger Hauer and Michael Lambert did, never considered it. No, they took a hard pass. <laughs> They're Ain't like, no can lie. you imagine? Oh, my God. Let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? Let's. Uh, Clive Barker was the writer director. It was also based upon his short story cabal. Uh, Clive Barker looking at his picture. He kind of looks like that, uh, British comedian who dresses in drag. What is his name? You're out of your mind. He looks, I know exactly. I can see his face, but at least this picture I see does not look like that. What is his name? Oh, oh my God. What is his name? God damn it. Anyway. I, I'm going to type in British actor, but I don't think he's in drag. British comedian. I, British comedian. I think he's he's fluid. He is fluid, but at the time it was originally. Anyway. He wrote Hellraiser directed, uh, writer director Nightbreed. He wrote the original story for Candyman, all sorts of stuff. You obviously know Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Absolutely. That's the picture I'm looking at. And by the way, if you just type in British comedian fluid, that's the first thing that pops up. Boom. Aaron Boone was played by Craig Sheffer. You know him from such things as A River Runs Through It, Fire in the Sky, Some Kind of Wonderful. I think I I saw Fire in the Sky. I never saw Some Kind of Wonderful. The Program. No. Yeah, he was, there was a period of time between like 87 and 93 where he was popping up in things, where he was kind of like almost a star. He was like, almost. He could almost touch it. Oh, that's Well, sad. he was, he was the, the evil boyfriend in some kind of wonderful to um, Leah Thompson with Eric Stoltz and uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. Never saw it. In River Runs Through It, he had the misfortune of being cast as the brother of, um, Brad Pitt, who went on to become a huge star, obviously. He always looks like he smells, though. He absolutely looks like he smells. <laughs> uh, and in the program, he played college football player, quarterback, Joe Kane. Dude, are you his biggest fan? You could Love literally it. like, and then, and then, and then. Well, here's the thing. I'm using the internet. I, have these <laughs> I don't like to spill all the beans, but it's happening. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pulling David, back the curtain. You're telling me. David Cronenberg, writer, director, actor. You know him for... He was in The Fly as the gynecologist that he also wrote and directed. He was directed... Of all, I, there was a gynecologist in The Fly? Absolutely. She gives birth to a giant maggot in that, mo in that movie. Did you see that Did we, Davis? Put that on the list. Add it to the list! Because that's wrote, definitely no gynecologist in the 1950s version. Wrote and directed <laughs> uh, Dead Ringers, playing, also playing an obstetrician in that. You know I love Dead Ringers. And now it's a series yep on amazon prime mm -hmm. uh directed existence with mm -hmm. uh, jude law and others Don't he directed crash is. no not that one. Oh, the not one that one <laughs> not the i was Academy like oh Award i saw Award. crash <laughs> the one about people who can only reach orgasm when they get into car accidents oh so i saw that one too <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, and of course risky he did all sorts of stuff. He did uh, The Fly, as we said. He did uh, Scanners. Yeah. He did Rabid. He did uh, The Brood. He uh, uh, Shivers. He's oh, I think I saw stuff. that. Dynamite. Love David. Nothing Clark. with a penile glam, though. No. He would have. He is the king of body horror. He would love <laughs> to do that stuff. And Bobby played Laurie Winston, the Torch Song singing girlfriend. You know she her. She was in from... a ton of shit, though. I didn't say it was good, but she was in a ton of shit. She was in Bioshock, the video game in 2007. She was in Beautiful Girls. Do you remember Beautiful Girls with like Timothy Hutton and uh, I know Matt the Dillon. song. Beautiful Girls. She was in 11 episodes of the TV series Cop Rock. Oh, do you remember, God, do you remember that? I, I don't. I think I watched one episode. I had like a Glee hangover. The one year Glee was really good, and before it just started sucking immediately. It's it's ridiculous. Charles Hade played Captain Igerman. You know him from such things as Altered States. Yeah, he directed seven episodes of ER. He I did love one ER back in the day of Murder One. If you remember that TV series, nah. What's bizarre is they do not even mention his work on frickin' Hill Street Blues. I gotta scroll all what? the way down. Yeah, come I on. I mean, that was on what forty years ago. That's Hill Street. But it was Blues. a powerful. It was a powerful series. It was the first real good award-winning TV cop drama. It wasn't just cops. It was their lives. It was, you know. Interesting. He was in, from 81 to 87, he was in 144 episodes of Hill Street Blues playing Officer Andy Ranko. Yeah. There he was amazing. Go. He was amazing in it. There was, all, I mean, I, I wonder if I if it holds up. I should go back and watch those. Because it was uh, an amazing ensemble production. Now we've got Doug Bradley played Dirk Lylesburg, the guy you equated to uh, <laughs> Moses. Do you know what he's most famous for? Moses. <laughs> he's Pinhead in all the Hellraiser movies. What the motherfucker? I would have never. So you know what? You know what? Here's the deal. I, th I guess I th always thought that Clive Barker would look more like Pinhead. You know, not Pinhead with the pins, but pin 
but before he became Pinhead, mm-hmm. I just always assumed that that would be what Clive Barker looks like. Well, now we know. He looks like Eddie Izzard. Uh, let's see. Clearly, you need to Google Eddie Izzard because you don't even know what the hell he looks I'm gonna like. I'm going to show you this picture and you're going to be like, <laughs> uh, Okay, let's go talk about the ratings. We're like two hours into this podcast. <laughs> A three-hour tour. Nightbreed currently has 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what the audiences gave it? Mm, 27. 60. 60%. Top critics. There aren't that many, to be honest with you. There's a couple. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly. First of all, I love his name. That's Owen a good name. Gleiberman. I could read the full review. I'm not going to. Needless to say, he gave it a C+. So there you go. Good times. Uh, William Thomas of Empire Magazine says, decent horror thriller, which gets more renowned with age. Three out of five. Okay, Good time. a three out of a five. Oh, oh, I, I, I. These people are getting paid for these reviews. Noel Murray of The Dissolve. At its best, Nightbreed is like a living version of a coffee table book with each page filled with tentacled, quilt, or moon-faced monsters. That would be better. What did it, what? See, this is bullshit. 3.5 out of five. Two, that's too fucking high. These are lies. You know what this is? This is a bunch of like Rob Zombie, people who think Rob Zombie is a genius. And you know, this is just one step uh, below that. Okay. These people are dead to me. They're dead to me. What is your rating, Aaron? Do you know how many Juggalopes I had in my class this year for Halloween? What's a Juggalope, by the way? Is that like an antelope? It's kind of like that. Insane Cloud Posse. There's no P at the end. It's just Juggalo. Whatever. You silly fool. What what is your rating? I'm going to give it the same rating as the number of juggalos that showed up on on Halloween in my classroom. So that would be one. (laughs) You're going to get one juggalo in your ass out of five. in your ass. Because uh, this is an assault. It is a violation is that I had violation. to be subjected to this. It is not offensive enough to, to inspire any kind of emotion other than the annoyance of the time wasted. Okay. It is, I neither love nor do I hate. I am beyond ambivalent. It, if this movie was on fire, and I had a full bladder, I would save my urine for something more worthy. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you're ambivalent, to be honest. Doesn't sound I like could it's, not, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you gave it one. One is the lowest score, unless you want to go into like decimal points. That's no, no, I've given things there. zeros. I guess that's true. Uh, I gave it two out of five encores of Johnny get angry, Johnny get mad. Uh, People love it when I sing that song. It is the worst song. And it makes no, it's like, I guess they were trying to give her some depth. Is that what it was? Give her a little bit of a backstory that she's like singing songs and doing. She's a cool chick. She karaoke's every night. She's the star of this little town. She's the star of the town. No question. I did not hate it. 
it's not hateful. It's just, this is more of kind of ambivalence that I'm talking about. I've seen it a number of times, not because I was rushing to watch it. There was always some issue that forced me to watch it. It was on, I think I did it once. There's, on a, the there's been a number of issues where you yeah. were forced to watch it, like medical yeah. emergencies. Well, it's kind marriage of like counseling. Marriage counseling. Well, absolutely. No question. Right in my journal. You and Becky watching. need to sit down and watch Nightbreed and share your feelings about it. We're, we're, we have feelings about it. There's no question about that. <laughs> did, you, did you just give me the finger? <laughs> um, no, it, it's the same thing where it's like, I go, hey, give us your movie suggestions. And he goes, how about Nightbreed? One of my favorites. So I'm like, kind of like, uh, I guess I'm doing Nightbreed. And then last season on Joe Bob. They did knife breed on their. And what did Joe Bob? Joe Bob always says, "Check it out, check it out." Three, I'm sure it was three out of four. Everything is three out of four. Joe Bob says, "Check it out, check it out." Joe Bob says, "Check it out." So I don't recommend it, but more because you think it's like grisly, and although it has moments with creatures that are kind of gross, it's just kind of whatever. Is kind of my attitude. It's it's no pinhead. I'll just tell you that it's it's nothing. Even like a distant relative, because there are for sure moments in his other movies where you're like, oh, I'm going to be dreaming about this shit tonight. Oh, not for this. Not so much for this. I say I just say napalm the shit. Walk on by. Foolish pride. Um, Foolish pride. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on something. We're on something. Sweet Jesus. Check us out. We're, we're available. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Won't you? Won't you? We please? are also. Won't you please? We're also on YouTube. So you can watch us or you can listen to us or you can do both if you have all of your senses. So good times. <laughs> and look for our WTF videos twice a week on, frankly, everywhere. We post them on, on Facebook. We post them on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Don't get left behind, kids. Don't get left behind. Be part of the movement. Be part of the movement. Join the night breed. <laughs> Join the Nightbreed, just like the January 6th. Join. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Aaron, are you on social media? I am on the media. Not quite as much as I should be. But I am on the Instagram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am Don't Feed the Pigeon. I'm the administrator of our ticker talker, although Kevin provides all the content at this point. Uh, I have some artsy fartsy things going on. I am on artsy, not that artsy fartsy. Don't Google artsy fartsy. I'm on artsy and first dibs. Buy some Polaroid classics, won't you? Dynamite! Indeed. Next week. Aaron has been dying to do this movie for oh my years. God. And we searched high and low. 
and it was not available for streaming on anything. It was kind of like the thing with two heads for the longest time where it's like you couldn't find it anywhere. It's like we, Willow where I had to buy like a bootleg copy sometime in the 90s because of, of the angerness that was going was on between the, the, between the producer and the director. It was unavailable. So we finally managed to track this down. Let me throw it out to you. You've got Catherine Ross. You've got Sam Elliott. You got Roger Daltrey. Is there anybody else I'm forgetting in this one? Oh, isn't uh, uh, oh fuck Planet of the Apes in it? Ryan or is that McDowell? the let? Is that the Legend of Hell House? I think I'm. That's the I'm Legend more of Hell House. Okay, that's a different movie. We haven't done that one either. Also, ghost rape in that one. Trigger warning. Absolutely. The movie is called The Legacy, and you can find it only on YouTube, unless you happen to own your own copy. So just the way, just the way Jesus intended, that's how we will watch it. So I was going to tell you about how I first saw it, but I'm going to save that because that is that. truly a pearl and a jam of a story. This is a tease to get you to come back next week. So join us. Send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we may talk about it on the show. Good times. So thank you very much and be well. I say good day.